Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, indeed. Great to have your company this Sunday afternoon. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. Of course, uh, only three sleeps now until Origin 1 up there in Townsville. We were talking about father-son combinations in rugby league, and there have been some beauties, haven't there? And a few people have texted some through. Of course, John Sattler and Scotty Sattler, Slippery Steve Morris with Brett and Josh, uh, Wayne Pierce, Mitchell Pierce, and last night, uh, young Jaden Campbell made his debut uh, for the Titans, uh, the son of Preston Campbell. Well, not a, a uh, player-father-son relationship, but this is a little bit different, uh, but in broadcasting, um, I obviously call a bit of footy, and uh, my dad is known as the voice of rugby league, certainly the voice of state of origin, and I thought it might be a good idea to get him on and have a little chat um, about the build-up and about what will be his 97th origin game. Before we chat to Rabs, let's just remind ourselves of well, some of his uh, career highlights. Marshall skips away, Marshall skips away, Marshall's still going, Marshall's got Richards coming up outside, now inside, Richards pursued, he pushes Jensen away, Pat Richards, Pat Richards has scored, a magnificent try, length of the field stuff, down the blind, Andrew John, inside for Albert, Albert will score, Albert will score, Newcastle have won the grand final. Mullins opens up again, oh look at him go, he beats O'Davis on the outside, and away he goes again, Brett Mullins scores his second 90 metre try, how good is this bloke, here goes Mullins again, oh Mullins, Mullins gets his third try, and 16 for the year. Now Fiddler, puts on the step, goes right through, puts on the step again, oh go pretty, that was magnificent stuff, well I shall not really them, floats the pass for Renoff, Renoff down the touchline, beats one, gets it in field, Hancock gets it on, Queensland are coming back, Darren Smith for Lager, Lager gets it away, here's the big fella, gets the pass on, Coyne, Coyne goes for the corner, that's not a try, that's a miracle. Goes away out to Pierce. He gets one away to Tom Trevojevic. It's gone to Blake Ferguson. Ferguson, can he stand up? Now he throws the pass. He's got it back to you-know-who. Tedesco for the corner. Tedesco's over. James Tedesco appropriately puts it over the line in front of a sea of Blatchy's Blues. Down at the northern end, and look at this. Journey, uh, quite a journey indeed. And uh, you said their age shall not weary them in one of those uh, snippets there. Welcome to the show, Rabs. Dad, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. It's been, it's been um, yeah, a long journey. Been a long journey. Yeah, yeah, it has been. I've been fortunate enough to uh, be calling football, um, firstly down in the country. Uh, in 1966, uh, and I'm, here I am, probably in my last year, um, and looking at another Origin series. So, yeah, it, it's been a long journey, but a hell of a cruise. 
a, a hell of a time. Do you remember Origin 1, your first Origin call? Uh, not so much my first call, but I remember the the atmosphere. Uh, it was 1989 and I was working, I was invited to work with Daryl Eastlake. Um, he actually inspired uh, the fact that I would join Channel 9. Ian Maurice was his sparring partner and he, he went over to Channel 10 really to fill a hole that I'd left and um, I was out of business and then Daryl said, why don't you come on board and call call Origin with me and I I accepted that uh, gratefully, and um, I've been there ever since. So it, it started in '89. I can't remember the call, but I remember a producer standing behind Daryl and hitting him over the head with the program uh, to keep up his excitement level. I, I'd never seen anything like that in my in my day, um, but he responded to it. It was it was like Huey Bowman riding Winks, you know. I was just about to say the same sort of thing. You wouldn't have thought Daryl would have needed any encouragement. Um, God, no. God bless him. 97th. This will be your 97th Origin game. Um, quite a remarkable journey. When Origin started back in the early 80s, did you think it would uh, have such longevity? No. No, I, was, I, I wasn't bagging it, but I, I didn't think it could work. You know, I, I think the same thing came from... Arthur Beetson, Michael Cronin, those sort of people, I, I, I don't think they could get their arms around it and, and even remotely think about mates from, say, Parramatta playing against each other. <clears throat> but that first game in 1980, of course, those two blokes I mentioned, um, they probably laid the foundation stone of the longevity that you're talking about. The formula for success, obviously, always mate against mate, state against mate. Now, that's been diluted a little bit with different uh, qualifications. Some might say that when they remove the biff, that would dilute the uh, the impact of origin. I don't think it's done that. They ruled out the shoulder charge. Now, with the, the latest crackdown on, on head uh, injury or head contact, uh, do you think there's a risk that uh, when those rules or interpretations are applied to origin, it might take a little bit away from, from the impact that we, we've grown to love over the years. Yeah, look, there's, it's a polarising subject, Chris. Um, on the one hand, you've got people saying, you know, the game wasn't meant for all people. Um, and I understand that side of the argument. But when you look at what's happened to American football and the, the compensation money that they were forced to pay out $1 billion. Um, that's simply because there were people in administration of the game that were absolutely negligent. And we've been negligent ourselves, really, even though it was in the rules that you can't tackle above the shoulder. Uh, it's never really been enforced. And I, uh, I, I know where Peter Volandis is coming from, and I can... I can see I can see his point very clearly. Uh, we have to be seen as though we're doing something. Now, if that takes away a little bit of the enjoyment, then so be it. But you know, I, I think they have probably diluted what we saw four weeks ago. I think they've already watered that down a little bit. Um, whereas you know, a, an accidental high tackle probably can be best served with a penalty. 
Um, but if it's a forceful uh, shot to the head, uh, then they they have to probably use the sin bin, which has worked for them. Every time they use the sin bin to try and clean the game up, it seems to work. You mentioned uh, bring back the Biff. Well, after uh, Paul Gallen and uh, Nate Miles, they made it a mandatory thing. If you throw a punch with a closed fist, we'll use the sin bin. And coaches coaches don't want to play with 12 men. So the sin bin, it works. I'm sure of that. Um, but, you know, I, I understand there are two sides to the argument, but we could finish up going broke. The only people that are going to get rich are the lawyers. Mm. Well, it's the jewel in the crown, isn't it? Origin series and has been for some time. Um, yeah. yeah, but we don't need... Just just to pick you up there, we don't need to have people... We've read two stories this week. Uh, my good friend John Sattler and another good friend Steve Mortimer. Um, we... We can't turn a blind eye to that. Mm. No, no. Look, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I think everyone understands the NRL. They know the direction they're trying to head in. And uh, most people yeah. are, are right behind that. Um, I think the problem some of us have had is that it's been thrown on us very quickly. And we were seeing people march to the sin bin for innocuous incidents that were accidental, almost unavoidable. But I think you've just touched on it there. They have watered it down a little bit in the last last week. Even this round, I think we've seen some incidents where common sense has prevailed and they haven't been, uh, you know, knee-jerk reactions, send, send them off to the bin. I don't think the game or the series itself is going to lose any of its excitement or its, or its mass appeal uh, heading into uh, this series. What about you? Have you got, we're talking about routines and, and rituals here on a Sunday and, and sometimes what players do before uh, on match day. They might have superstitions. Do you have any rituals? What's your match day routine for, for an origin match? Oh, well, I, I do a lot of research. Um, you know that. Um, you, can't, you can't do anything without preparation, and I try, to get, I try to get as much stuff into my head as I can. Um, I'm forever writing notes down to remind myself of various things. Um, but, uh, you know, people say to me, oh, do you do something with your throat or your voice? Mm. No, I don't. Um, I... <laughs> I, I guess I'm uh, I'm famous for butter menthols next to me when I'm broadcasting, or a bit of a bit of Cadbury's chocolate. Um, but I don't do anything. I I probably try to catch an hour's sleep before I go to work. I was going to say that because I have called you before on a match day, and um, Shares told me no, he's having a little little poppy nap. So that's part <laughs> of the. He's off, he's, he's off limits. Yeah. I, no, I, I you know. I, Keep in mind, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken, and no. the, the afternoon nap that we're talking about, it, it's only something more recent in my life that I've, I've had to do. I've just had to do it. No, I understand that. Um, now, there's been some great moments over the years. I'm going to talk some great origin players, too, because you've seen them all. Uh, great moments, memorable moments that you've called, and um, the one that probably springs to mind is, uh, is that miracle try by Mark Coyne. Oh, no question about it, yeah. Um, you, you don't realise at the time that you you are laying something down that is going to um, become monotonous, I suppose, every every origin season. Um, 
people must get sick of listening to the the try being replayed and replayed. It was, um, as you heard uh, there, it was a a memorable try, a fantastic try. Mark Coyne, um, <laughs> he he, he uh, sent a text during the commentary about three years ago. I used the word miracle try for mm. somebody. I didn't mean to because I thought, no, no, no. I'll just leave that. I'll leave that word out of out of uh, calculations. But I, I called it a miracle try, and Gus took a text from Mark Coyne. <laughs> He was complaining about me using the word miracle or the words miracle try. Well, he thought um, he had a copyright on it, did he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. He thought he owned the try exclusively, but um, it was only one of many, many great highlights that I've seen. Billy Slater, that chip and chase, I recall that one too. Um, yeah, but see, I think if you watch it back again, uh, I, I was wrong. He was offside. Uh, I, should have, I should have called him offside, but I didn't. And... <laughs> He went on to score one of the great origin tries. Uh, and it, it's in the history books that it was a try. But when I watch it back, he was probably a metre offside. Mm. Talking of Slater, uh, if I was to ask you then, uh, Ray, Rabs, uh, Dad, uh, you, you, your biggest five players, and not necessarily the, the, the greatest players to have played origin, but if, we, if you were to uh, earmark five players uh, over your decorated commentary career who have had the biggest impact on the origin arena... Oh geez, mm, throwing you on Chris, the spot. Uh, Wally's got to be in yeah, there. No. We'll see. I, I, you're not giving me enough numbers. I, I, I would <laughs> use five just to cover Queensland. You've only got five. Um, and that, well, you know, Wally obviously, and Alfie, okay, and Mal. Two. There's three. And uh, there's another bloke there called Choppy Close, and there's another bloke called. Darren Lockyer. No, hang on, hang on. Five and across the whole. Not not five Queenslanders. I want. I want your top no, five. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm coming. I'm coming to the others, and, and I haven't used Arthur yet. But Chop. when you go to New South Wales, I'm thinking of Tommy. You're talking about impact on Origin, mm. uh, Tommy. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Turvey, and I'm, mm. I'm I'm thinking about Andrew Johns, uh, Brad Fittler, Laurie Daly. Um, it's mm. a very tough question. You want me to get it down to five? I don't. Oh, I don't think I, you can. I, I don't think I can. Well, your New South Wales players there—they all end in a Y. Tommy, Turvey, Joey, Freddie. Um, <laughs> you got Wally, Alfie, and Daly. Yeah. Oh, and, and Daly, yeah, EY. You've got uh, Wally, Alfie, Mal, and Choppy, and of course Arthur. And you're probably yeah, leaving look, I, a few think, out too. And we could even throw, what about Teddy? Teddy of late too. Well, mate, you know, if you... And what about Billy? You force me... Billy. You know, what? Yeah, well, I, you know what I think of Billy Slater? I think he's the greatest fullback I've seen play the game. But that in itself is going to start an argument. But I think if you made me pick out one uh, or give me two, mm. uh, they'd be Wally and Mal because um, Wally dominated Origin for a decade, totally dominated it. And Mal, of course, was equally dominating, but then he added all those, all those series victories as the coach. Mm. So I, I, th- I think they, then I would think Andrew, but I can't, I can't go any further than that.
Righto. Well, we've arrived at a big three. That'll do me. Big three. Wally yeah, Mal. So. You're going you're to have to cop three. Sorry. That's all right. No, I'm happy with that. Do you still get nervous on the big stage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get more nervous than ever, to be honest with you, Chris, because I, uh, I'm scared of, uh, scared of making a fool of myself, really. Well, I think you're a long way from doing that. Uh, people I talk to, Dad, uh, they're saying you're, you're calling as good as ever. So I wish you well for Wednesday night. It'll be origin number seven you're calling. Uh, so we're assuming you go through the whole series uninjured. Uh, that'll take you to origin 99. And uh, in cricket parlance, you'd hate your coach to make a declaration when you're at the crease on 99 not out. Is there a chance we might see the 100 tick over next year? I don't, I don't think so, Chris, to be honest with you. No, I don't. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. All right. Well, there's the jaw. There's the door left slightly ajar. Thanks for jumping on the line. Enjoy your rest of your Sunday. Love to the family, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. You have a good afternoon. All right. Will do. We're all... all right. Well, there he is, um, Rabs, um, Dad, uh, Ray Warren. Uh, the voice of rugby league, certainly the voice of state of origin. And people often ask me, you know, and when I was at school, you know, what's it like, you know, being being Rabs's son, and um, you know, you get to go to go to all the footy games and all that. And yeah, they they were perks of the job or perks of of being being me. Great, you know. Um, it had sometimes you had to, you know, you copped a bit of abuse here and there, but you wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it for the world. And as I said earlier, I remember once he, he must have taken me up there and I think my brother was with me as well. I'm, I'm not quite sure. We, we went to Lang Park um, and it was scary. It was really scary. So this was in the early 80s. Mm. And, uh, you know, you, you've seen images of them throwing the cans on yep. the field. They were throwing tomatoes and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, you know, it, it, was, it was quite... Uh, Daunting. Yeah, it was quite daunting. But um, and there's some of my other recollections that are, you know, being you know going to going to work with that. And I'd mm. say to my schoolmates, "Well, do you go to work with your father? You know, and they might be, I don't know, chemists or doctors or work in the mm. factory. Um, but I, you know, going to work. And I used to go to a lot of games at Cumberland Oval way back when. Mm. And I remember um, there's, there was a picture of of Dad calling a game next to the late great Frank Hyde. And in those days, so we've got the, the glossy big Bankwest Stadium now yep. where you're up yep. perched high in the stands and you've got bird's eye view of everything. In those days, and this was radio commentary then, they were calling on the sideline, on the grass, 10 metres back from the, the western sideline at nothing more than a little camper table that you'd take on a on a picnic. Incredibly tough to do that. A card table. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So no elevation, mm. just calling it from right up. And I, there was a picture of me... I only know because I had this awful hairdo, this really wavy, curly, long hair. And I must have been about eight or nine or ten. Mm. And there was a picture of me laying underneath – it must have been raining at Cumberland Oval – laying underneath the card table to keep dry mm. with Ray and, and Frank Hyde calling calling the game. But, yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a great journey for him. And um, I look forward to uh, Wednesday night, Origin 97, four rabs. And uh, this will be uh, – well, let, let's say hopefully not his last Origin series because, I don't know, I think he left the door slightly ajar. Just.